Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a future Emma podcast where today we are discussing the season 11 slash season eight, part one finale all the way down. I am Lindsay Wilson, joined as always by my co-host Alex Koontz. Alex, how are you? Hello, Lindsay. I'm good. I'm very excited to talk, to talk about this episode. Feels like a little bit more of an event episode than the previous ones. Definitely felt season finale e. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting. Excited to talk about what we do after this. If we take a silly, goofy episode break of some sort. Excited to talk about episode rankings at the end of the, at the end of this of what we thought of the season overall. So yeah, uh, we got a good one. We got a good one, but much more importantly, Alex, since we last recorded, I have seen you in person for the first oh time my God. in like six years. I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> yes, I think that might be accurate. I went on a cruise of all things that went up to Canada. And at first we were like, oh, like Lindsay, we're going to be in like Halifax. I know that's like a four hour drive away. You had it on the podcast that I could drive yes. four hours and come see you. And I refused. Yes. <laughs> I stupidly had not like looked at the itinerary of like what I where I was actually going and I, I just knew I was going to Halifax turns out we were also stopping in the exact town that Lindsay lives in and so I was like oh by the way like forget about that four hour drive let's just uh meet up like 15 minutes away from your home That's so that was way. lovely uh, I got to see Lindsay got to see Jeremy the whole gang was there we took a pot of tomorrow photo yes. which was very exciting we had breakfast next to a big hole in the ground <laughs> the prestigious hole Yes, yes. The incredible pit. Yeah. Uh, truly incredible. Our city's coveted pit. We got to take Alex to it. Very exciting. Got to meet your girlfriend. Very exciting. Yeah, it was it was very surreal to actually be in the same part of the world as you after such mm-hmm. a long time. But I said it was also funny because like we talk every week pretty much. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, no problem. And it was great to know that things weren't like immediately weird upon seeing each other. You know, all of the all the Zoom chemistry remained. So yeah, <laughs> even without being recorded, still incredible stuff. Yes, felt like a little bit like Springfield, which was fun of like, <laughs> or maybe it's Jeremy that like everybody knows Jeremy. But you know, he took us around town. It felt like Springfield. And then also, I mean, with the with the big pit, the famous yes. pit in the ground, which big really isn't like vibes. a thing. It's, it's just, uh, you know, they're building some building there. And uh, there was a, a large pit. But yes, it felt like Pawnee of Andy <laughs> falling into the pit and injuring himself or whatever. Yes, I was only able to spend like an hour with you and Laura. But you told me that Jeremy gave you an excellent tour of the city. So glad to hear that yes quite a delight i mean i don't know what else we would have done if we didn't have you guys <laughs> to talk to like we would have walked down like walked around the waterfront i'm sure i'm sure we would have like wandered into stores but to get the personal tour from jeremy was such a treat definitely better than the tours that would have been like sanctioned by the cruise <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly the hundred hundreds of dollars of tours maybe jeremy should take that up just go down to the docks and hold a big sign that says i'll give tours I think that's a great idea. (laughs) You can't drive, so you'd have to just walk people around. I think that's fine. (laughs) Incredible. Yes, it was uh, was quite a delight. Lovely to see you. Yes. How was the rest of your week? It was fine. I feel like I've been very busy. I feel very tired. Like... (laughs) but uh, yeah so yeah you've been very busy i started a new job recently just moved into this new house it's been a lot it's been a very tiring month yeah that's good things are good we have we had slight land sickness for a while upon returning home where you get on the boat and now now you're like a little bit woozy so i think we're just very sensitive people as as you might (laughs) expect not the hardiest folk your delicate constitution yeah exactly the cruise itself so 
I guess the the reason for taking a cruise is that, yeah, my girlfriend uh, has like chronic pain issues and can't fly eight hours to some fabulous destination. So a cruise, like fatigue, all that kind of stuff. And so a cruise really felt like the best way to travel where we can actually go somewhere, but it's not a massively long, uncomfortable drive for her. But the cruise itself, quite boring. <laughs> Both <laughs> of us are like, well, we tried that. I don't think we're going to do that again. We were by far the youngest people on the cruise. There was like maybe two other couples on the cruise that were our age. And, you know, over the course of the like five days that we were on the boat, you know, we would run into them at various times. We never spoke to them, but <laughs> me and Laura certainly like, oh, there they are. I wonder what they're up to. And they're counterparts. Yeah, I like to think that they did the same thing to us. Uh, yeah, they can met up with us right after. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my uh, God, what a betrayal. <laughs> such a betrayal, yes. Uh, that's incredible. I love that you were like, this will be a good way to see some exotic destination. And then we took you to see the fabulous pit. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, it was very fun to to visit Canada. I'd never, never visited that part of Canada before. So that was all good. Yes. Check that one off the list. Incredible. A lot of people have, who are Canadian have never visited this part of the country. So <laughs> you're in rarefied air. But... And I was I was telling Lindsay this, the this cruise was boring, but I would <laughs> love a cruise with, you know, 150 people that I slightly knew. Like a college reunion <laughs> cruise sounds delightful to me. A stupid survivor community cruise sounds delightful to me. I mean, Prince Edward Island Con, as we have talked about in the past, of yes. all of our 87 faithful <laughs> listeners and downloaders, if you all want to get on a cruise. Very you know, achievable uh, for every single yeah. one of you to participate. <laughs> yeah. So there are uh, weddings that are larger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, incredible. All right. Well, Alex, this was the season finale of part one of this new season, whatever number it is, and however we describe <laughs> it when it is a mid-season finale. But all the way down, you mentioned it felt like more of an event. Would you like to expand? I think that this is this was like best case scenario for the new season. I think it probably does not live up to the all-time great episodes, but like when you hear that they're making new Futurama episodes, I think the thing that you want is like investigation of sci-fi slash technology topics slightly fun like I, I guess it could be funnier like I don't know if there are any like laugh out loud moments in this episode so I guess that's still a, a nit to pick of like it could maybe be a little bit funnier but I don't even know if the classic episodes were super super funny and then like some nice poignancy some nice moments towards the end so I thought this was by far the best episode of the of the new season <laughs> do you do you disagree I'm curious to hear your take yeah, I thought it was good. I don't I don't have it spoiler for my rankings at the end. I don't have it at the top for the season. Wow. There were definitely moments like they took a very big swing with this and I thought they did a pretty good job. There was definitely a moment early on where I was like, I am not connecting with this. Like I did was not didn't find myself enjoying yeah. it. And I think I was watching it maybe sort of a an unfocused way where I was trying to just like get this in and I wasn't really like sitting down giving it perhaps the attention yeah. it deserved. But I think as far as like taking a big swing, this worked well. It certainly works better. Than last week's episode. Yeah, I, I had a moment at the beginning go. of this where they zoom into the first sub universe and it's all pixelated. And I had a moment where it's like, oh my god, are we doing the prince and the product again? Yes. Where it's That's like, here's a different art art style. So I was happy that that didn't go on for too long. Yeah, I don't know. Did you ever watch Community? I've seen some episodes. Okay, well, there is a Community episode where they do 
like a video game version of mm-hmm. themselves in the third season. And it's a great episode, but the whole thing is done in the like eight bit animation or whatever. And I really thought that's what we were doing here. Like we're doing this entire episode in this little pixelated, like crappy yeah. animation. And I was prepared to be very annoyed. So I was yeah. glad that's not what happened. <laughs> well, I was thinking uh, either you or Jeremy, we were texting and talking about uh, Prince and the product. And there was a theory that it was that sometimes they do these like, vignette episodes or these like different animation style episodes to save money i have no idea if that is true or not and i don't even know if i agree that that saves money because it's like you have to animate entirely new characters and that kind of stuff but that's definitely what i was thinking of as we were zooming into just like three pixels representing characters of like oh man this was not super difficult to animate i wonder if they were like running out of money at the back end of the season (laughs) True. Yeah. And then like, then they didn't even have to spend any time on like an in-between version of like an 8-bit thing. They were able to yeah. just be like, and now it's just another identical version with like a slight glow right. around the edges. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. And maybe you will make me feel like this is a stronger episode than I currently do. I think it's good. No, no doubt. And I agree that it felt like an event and it's a very big swing. So looking forward to getting into the nuts and bolts of this but yeah the opening and, and subtitle I, yes i i think overall it's just like it's a sci-fi concept beyond yes. like we're going to this planet or like we're doing time travel i don't know i'm trying to think of the other sci-fi concepts that existed in in this season or like we're going to the wild west but it's f- right. the future like this is more of a like thought-provoking thing that yeah it was certainly that where I found myself like I'm very familiar with or I, I'm familiar with people who are very bought into the we're living in a simulation. <laughs> yes. And I felt like this did a pretty good job of making me be like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's interesting for sure. And I, I felt like one of the things that really worked for this episode is that initially I was concerned that it felt like they were kind of trying to do too much in the same way that I thought that they tried to do way too much in the prints and the product. Because at first when they are doing this whole other delivery thing and like space Italy, I was like, okay, so we're going to have two underserved storylines here that are going to go nowhere. But by the fact that they sped everything up so that they were kind of on the same timeline, I felt like it allowed them to do more with it. And it worked a little bit better. So yeah. Yeah. So the opening subtitle on this episode is Veni City Vici. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously the one that everybody knows is what? Veni Vidi Vici, which is like, yeah, I came, I saw, I conquered or whatever. And I threw this into Google Translate. And do you know what it means? Yes, I also saw, I also (laughs) looked this up. This is I came, I sat, I watched. (laughs) Is it I watched? I have, I came and sat down and I won. (laughs) I see. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, anyway, it's something. It's something about sitting there. <laughs> and yes, the opening cartoon, Alex, for Boop Corner. Boop, there it is. No longer Boop Corner. This is like Atari Corner. It's Atari just corner. Uh, playing Pong. Yes, yes. Incredible stuff. So yeah, a bit of a switch from our regularly scheduled Boop Corner. Yeah. Do you have any... Have you ever played Pong? I don't think I've ever played like a classic Pong. I don't think so. I think it's... Even for us, I think it's <laughs> too boring and yeah. too before our time. But, Do you have any favorite like OG video games? Yeah, I mean, I guess I so as a small child, my grandparents, very surprisingly in hindsight, had like an original Nintendo. And so we had Super Mario Brothers. We had the first one and then we had the third one. And I played the hell out of that where I like, even now, I think I could still be like, and this is where the secret box with the one up is. (laughs) Yeah. 
you have to crouch on the little thing to go behind the to go behind the exit in that one. I don't know yes, if you know yes, that one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and get the little tail. It's all it's all very good. Yes. What about you? Any classic video games? Oh, I'm thinking of like arcade cabinets, like like Pong. I love Donkey Kong. I love. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Donkey Kong documentary from like years and years and years ago? At this point, no. the world record for for Donkey Kong. No, but I listened to a podcast about that documentary and they were commenting on the guy being like oh my child needs me and the kid is like on the toilet or whatever and he's like I can't yes leave he's game. in the garage playing donkey kong yes. and he's about to set the world record and the, the kid is like crying in the background i think the documentary is very fake which is too bad but that's also i don't know maybe it is real last time i last time i looked into it people were complaining about it being fake but it's an incredible documentary where it's like the villains are so villainous it's the the villain scene feels a lot like coach from survivor where he's like very <laughs> over the top he has like these minions that like completely suck up to him it's it's great stuff so okay. yeah I, mean, I think donkey kong is is my favorite of those old arcade games very hard too very yes, very, tough very game. famously difficult i might have checked that out had you not just said that everything in the documentary is fake <laughs> uh, it's it's like worth walk, watching anyways it's it's pretty fun it's a fistful of quarters i think it's is what it's called oh, all right I think, or let me let me double check that. I thought out. it was just called Kong or something. The King of Kong, a fist King of, of quarters. That's all there. All right. So we open up, as you mentioned, and this is on. I didn't know what to write here. I was like, it's not 8-bit. It's like worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I looked into it and this is called Voxel. Okay. So sure. I don't know, video pixel. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's like uh, everybody's looking at a simulation of the universe and they're like, wow, this is terrible. The quality is so bad. And I mean, I am certain everyone who is listening to this watched it. But just in case, it's like a little block of like three different colors to represent each of the people. So like the Leela one is like a black block and then a white block and then a purple block. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was like a, a TikTok filter a long time ago that was this, where it had a bunch of different characters across different shows represented as three pixels. And like, you had mm-hmm. to try to guess what, what it was in five seconds or whatever. And some of them are like, it's amazing how you could get, or like I was able to get the Simpsons of like, oh, that's like clearly Bart from just like this color palette. Uh, right. <laughs> and and then some of them were totally impossible. Yeah. And this is the same idea I, I have written. Like everyone is a tricolored brick. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway and so they ask the professor how he managed to make it so crummy and he goes it wasn't easy and i thought that was a very funny line (laughs) it is it is tough to be a programmer they uh they don't they don't understand (laughs) (laughs) yes and he said even to achieve this level of realism requires vast computing power uses more electricity than 100 bug zappers and on that note he also (laughs) had to unplug the bug zapper (laughs) and a bug bug goes flying by that uh bender tries to swat at but just ends up hitting zoidberg of course of course (laughs) very mean to zoidberg in this episode when they're doing kind of like the roll call of the pixel group they say and the rest and zoidberg says hooray i'm an unnamed member of the group yes (laughs) they do this in an episode that we haven't gotten to yet in our regular viewing but they say like and all the rest and it's about fry (laughs) All right. So the crew within the little simulation is going to Space Italy and they comment on how it's hard to come up with clever names for everything when (laughs) you are creating a universe from scratch and can't always be believable. And so sometimes you need things like Space Italy or Dr. Zoidberg. Yeah, I thought this was like a little bit of a meta commentary of like, oh, we're just like going to the planet of the of the week and it's Space Italy. And I definitely feel that sometimes in the real episodes of Futurama of like, oh, we're just like going to this planet and it's going to be like something very basic like Space Italy. 
Well, definitely. Like they're always like the space pope, like king of yeah. space. Like right. <laughs> all <this laughs> stuff. So they're mm-hmm. delivering a package and they're gonna just throw it in the Trevi Fountain for good luck. I was at the Trevi Fountain <laughs> this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so very relevant. Uh You're but then they hit the space up? pope. Uh, yeah, just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they hit the space pope. I like the like bystander on the street says Papa Pia. Papa Pia, he hit the space boat. <laughs> we actually heard someone in Italy say Mamma Mia, and I was, wow. was astonished. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If they ever do like gender swap Mamma Mia of Pierce Brosnan having to date like three women or like something, <laughs> they should call it Papa Pia. Papa Pia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, they call it a real two bit operation. They say more like three. Gentle comedy. And then the Pixel Fry and Leela are just going to see the sights. And that's sort of, I guess, supposed to be our entry point into starting to feel something for these little pixel characters. That's interesting. I, I feel like I didn't even, I certainly liked this episode a lot. And I didn't even like kind of pick up on how we're trying to establish that these pixel characters are are real. I just kind of like viewed them as real Fry and Leela from the start. <laughs> just instantly. Total empathy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, oh yeah. And like the little pixel guys are like sort of like nebulously rubbing against each other. And Leela's like, stop it. And like covers them up with like a lid to a casserole dish. And Hermes yeah. is like, do the people in the casserole know that they're in a simulation or do they think they're real? And that's going to sort of kick off the main through line of this episode of like what's real and what isn't. Yes. The idea of we have enough technology to build a simulation. What's, what are we to say that some, universe above us has also built also has technology to make a simulation that is our universe and it's just universes inside universes and yes, all that benders stuff. all the way down <laughs> yes yeah and so amy's the one who is gonna say like so the professor is the one who says like of course they think they're real but amy's the one who's gonna introduce this idea of like okay well if your software is just what they think of as the laws of physics couldn't that be what we have going on here and the professor's like, no, of course not. Like everything has to move at a fixed speed in their universe to keep up with my computing power. Rendering distance. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of like the speed of light, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a quantum mechanics parallel of yes. Schrodinger's cat thing where they say like my crummy little computing thing doesn't even decide which cup the ball is in until someone looks at it. And before that, it's sort of in both. Yeah. So I felt like this is actually pretty compelling. I don't know if you would like to comment on the plausibility in your mind that we are living in a simulation. To me, it's always been like, of course not. That's absurd. But I very much, it very much resonated when later in the episode, they're like, I want to know if we're not, but I don't want to know if we are. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, like probably my favorite episode or favorite line of the entire episode is you sound like a stoned freshman. Someone says that at some point. And that that I I'm very glad that they earmarked that because it's like, this is such a classic, like, whoa, did you ever think like that? What if you're not actually a simulation or what if the red I see is different than the red you see, you know, like all of all these things are a little bit like, you know, awakening moments in in when you're a young college student or in high school and so i think it's like a little bit basic to some degree but also you know a cool concept to be exploring in the show um i think i'm on the side of like we probably are a simulation like uh there is no to assume that we are the highest level (laughs) yeah and i don't know if that's the reason why i bring up the stone freshman line is that i don't know if that's me just trying to be like different of like well actually i think like this is all (laughs) the same and then they're like, oh, I'm so 
I'm so knowledgeable about this compared to everyone else. So there, there's, there definitely is a potential that I'm just doing that. But, you know, I think it's, I think it's more likely than not. We were talking before we got on here about whether you were familiar with Judge John Hodgman. And I was saying that he solves petty internet disputes. And one of them was a married couple who have just recently had a baby and the husband always wants to talk about whether they're in a simulation and the wife has requested <laughs> that he stop it because it bums her yeah. out to think that nothing is real. And he had to cast judgment on whether he was allowed to keep talking about this. <laughs> what was the what was the judgment? I believe he said you can go do this with your like stoner buddies, but stop doing this to <laughs> yeah. your wife. She has told you that she hates it. So stop. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's probably good advice. Yeah. I this came up a while ago with an ex of mine when we were watching Black Mirror, but I, I feel like Black Mirror has a simi- sim- similar um, episode, or maybe it was like one of the ones where Siri is a real person or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, maybe we all are series or, uh, you know, that. And yeah, my my ex also did not like investigating this train of thought. And I did not like pursuing just, this. <laughs> yeah, to just let it go. It does not matter. Yep, yep. Yeah. So the professor listens to Amy saying, like, essentially, your programming shortcut is the same as quantum mechanics in our world. And he goes, I guess what I'm trying to say is our universe is probably also a simulation. <laughs> and Hermes is like, what? But that's the opposite of what you just said. He's like, yeah, well, I changed my mind. I'm a scientist, not a politician. <laughs> yeah, new evidence was presented that changed my mind. And I'm a scientist. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And so they say, imagine how bad it would be to find out that your entire personality is just a simulation. And they're like, oh, like Bender. And Bender's like, what are you talking about? And he feels like his life is ruined for learning that he is not real. Yeah. Maybe one of the weaker parts of the episode is Bender has this like existential crisis because he realizes he's not real. Feels a little bit like we probably tread this ground at some point before like Bender knows he's a robot. Mm -hmm. This part. No, we've we've definitely engaged this before. And I, I was kind of trying to think a little bit about which episodes would have touched on this the most and I couldn't off the top of my head and I'm being caught at a time where I feel like my brain is moving very slowly but (laughs) surely people (laughs) will write in with much feedback but we've definitely (laughs) engaged with this before of like Fry is a person and Bender is a robot and you know like even just the episode of like I've always wondered what it would be like to be a human in the anthology of interest episode like we've touched on this before so I don't know that we necessarily needed to do this and I agree I think it's kind of the weakest part of the story but yeah, they spend some time on like, if he can't think, then is he real? But like, he's part of this. So he's real. I'm like, I, I feel like it's a bit of a weird, even line to pursue. Like Bender's real. And then he's yeah. lives. But I guess there's like, I think, like his personality is not real. Right. I think maybe this is a setup for the ending where right in this scene, Hermes is saying, oh, philosopher, I think therefore I am. Can you think? And, so, you know, setting up that and then the line at the end of the episode, like you feel so you are real. Yeah. Like, I I feel like they really wanted to get that line in, which I think is yes. I think is good. I think the last, you know, minute of the episode is is very nice. And so I wonder if they were trying to find a way to get that line and sentiment in and it and they had to go through this like i think therefore i am yeah Yeah. i agree i think that and i also agree with the end i think that that works well so i think that you know setting this up is fine um Mm -hmm. but yeah so the professor is like all right well we're gonna have a godzilla-sized electricity bill so it's been fun but we're gonna shut this down and bender is now very much connecting with these little people and he's (laughs) like it would be like shutting me off and i refuse to let this happen Yes. I I like this whole scene where they're like discussing, right, the possibility of being it, their own universe being simulated. It feels like, yeah, that they're like kind of devoting some time to the scientific like thought experiment of this in a way that the op- other episodes don't where 
you know, it's not a ton of jokes. They're like actually just kind of like laying out these like thought exercises of like, well, quantum mechanics is kind of like this. Speed of light is kind of like this. So it definitely felt like a scene that felt very unique in the season where nothing else that we have seen recently really feels like this, where they're like actually slowing down a little bit to do some sciencey stuff. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, they they've spent quite a bit of time this season on the magic versus science of it all, but this is <laughs> good to actually spend some time in the science part. Right. But the Fry in the simulation wants to watch every TV show, so I I was kind of surprised by this. I think to see that they were just going to go straight back to the beginning of this season already. I <laughs> thought maybe it would be a bit more. I don't know I, if I was expecting them to do like callbacks to old episodes, or if I thought it would just be all new content. But I don't think I was expecting to see them just recreating what we've already seen. <laughs> Yeah, that that definitely surprised me as well, right? So they do Fry wanting to see every TV show, and then they also do the King of Space. At some point, they they reference him within the sub-universe. So yeah, they're just kind of redoing season 8 slash 11 stuff. I think, it, I think it worked. Like, I think I probably would not have picked up on it if it was anything other than, like, the pilot or, yeah. you know, super iconic episodes. So That's I like that. Great. It was, like, a little bit self-contained to this, the Hulu stuff. True. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, so then they have a whole conversation about whether these, whatever, people in the simulation, whether they are real or not. And Leela is kind of starting to side with Bender saying like, we're nothing but atoms, but we're more than that. And Bender is just like openly weeping and begs the professor to promise him that he will never let them know that they are not real. Yes. Is this at the robot strip club? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That actually really made me laugh because there's a moment where they're making the promise to each other and they like do that thing where they like layer the ha- their hands yeah. on top of each other and then Bender goes, now the feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he pulls one of his feet up onto the yeah. onto the pile of hands. Yeah, that that also made feet. me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of says it like um, a yeah. teary voice. He's like, now the feet. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah, it was kind of sweet Bender emerging for yeah. a moment that, that we like a lot. I like later in the episode that Bender says something about how the professor has broken his promise and it was a strip club promise. Yes. <laughs> the most sacred kind. Yeah. yeah, they had to do it in a place that's meaningful to Bender. But yeah. Bender basically says that the professor created this world of living beings and now you're responsible for them. So you have to do everything you can to keep them alive and to make a pretentious reference that jeremy will appreciate this is very much like in the little prince where they say like you are responsible for the things that you have tamed and like you're talking about like taming a fox and it's like you've tamed it and now you're responsible for it so wow yes is that like a god thing in the little prince because it's clearly like a religious creator angle here in this episode yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think so. I think it's just like you have a responsibility to mm-hmm. the people that you have like formed loving bonds with and you must take care of them and leave them in a good way. Yeah. How do you think one of the episodes that we haven't got, gotten to in our original series run yet is the Bender is God episode? Yes. I think that this definitely touches on some of the same themes in there. That I think is like certainly an iconic episode. How do you think this episode handles the like creation, looking over the the things that you've created? How do you think it handles that compared to the the God episode? I think it's interesting because my first reaction was to be like, not even close. The Godfellas episode is so good. And I do love that episode. I think it's incredible and it's going to be really good once we actually get to it. But, but now that I think about it, I feel like they maybe don't engage with the sort of moral philosophy of it in the same way. It's sort of just like, it's definitely funnier. And I feel like they just kind of 
it's very reminiscent to me of the episode, the trios of horror, where Lisa's got the little yeah. like tooth people, where it's kind of just like you're overseeing things, but you're not really observing like what is your responsibility to these people that you've created. Whereas this, I think, is willing to go there a little bit more. And they did, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was going to ask you your thoughts, but I guess you haven't seen the, the episode. I, I haven't seen it in forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Bender makes the professor promise it, and he does, but he says, like, all right, but we are basically going to need a hydroelectric generator if we're going to power this thing the way you want me to, if I'm never to let them die. And yes, uh, very dumb here, the worst part of yes. the episode, or, like, you know, it's short, it's 30 seconds long, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a prolonged sequence here where it's like, as you know, I do all my best thinking on the toilet. And it reminded me very much of, I think it's the episode with the, what was that called? The the thing on the Miss Universe tiara, the like, whatever. God, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember it all. Okay, well, whatever. The tiara that has the fancy metal on the top and they need to protect it. And I think it's that episode where he's like in the tub and then they're like, can we go somewhere else? And he's like, <laughs> yes, sure. Right. And then they just like go into his bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, right. I remember the tiara. There's some, yeah, it, it's like dark matter or something. Is uh, is that with Flexo where Bender has to protect it? It's with it, Flexo, or? but I think it's called like Jablonium or like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't mind the the professor sitting on the toilet here. I agree that it uh, is similar in that situation. That I I thought what was dumb was the whole like, oh, we're gonna our new source of electricity is like a turbine from the sewer pipe, and the yeah. like sewer the like sewage is such a strong source of energy that's gonna power our our little universe. Yes, because there is constantly stuff running through the sewers of New York, which is probably true. Uh, but they're <laughs> like, it's free, clean power, and they're like, well, not really clean. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, they say this allows them to generate enough power to keep the simulation running, but also at a substantially higher resolution. And that's when we hit the king of space thing. So I, I did like that they were like, okay, we can go back like one week because everyone will remember this <laughs> abomination that we yeah. just did. <laughs> right. That one is very memorable. Yeah. Right. So the simulation becomes like higher resolution now and it just jumps straight to normal, normal animation. Yes. And at this point, they are now fancy enough in there that the professor can create a simulation of his own, which is the crummy pixelated version from before. <laughs> so the way that we are distinguishing these is that there's like the top level, our guys, and then their simulation that they created, they all have kind of like a little glow around the edges of the characters. Mm -hmm. And then within that, they have a simulation that's just like little pixel people. Yeah, they cut to an ad here where they're like they're zooming in on all of these simulations and then zooming back out and then as we cut to the ad it zooms out from you know our base universe it like zooms out yeah. to blackness and the ad which i thought was like an interesting touch of like oh are we, we're the universe of above the base universe yeah. which was which was kind of cool and makes me think about what happens towards the end with bender where you know our our canonical bender seems to be someone from a different universe now which yeah. would be the bender from our universe which is yeah, true. Yeah. I didn't think about that far, but I was definitely thinking, I thought it was a nice touch too, where it's like, okay, let me zoom back again. So it's like, and now you spend some time thinking about the, what this means for you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And that's where we get our stone freshman line where simulated Amy is basically saying like, I know how we can figure out if it's a simulation, we should make something happen that the computer couldn't simulate and that would cause it to overload and everything would look weird and all the laws of physics would fail. And then we'll know. Yeah, I thought this was clever. I mean, again, I've heard a discussion about the possibility of a simulated universe, but I've never heard the idea of like, let's try to glitch out the universe to prove this one way or another. I've never heard that idea raised before. Yes, agreed. I mean, the Matrix, I guess, right? 
Like little glitches where you get deja vu. Yeah, but I mean, even in like real discussion of this about the right. real world of like I've like never heard of someone say, yeah, oh, let's let's prove this one way or another. Yeah, yeah, and and that's where Leela says essentially, like I don't think I want to know, but also at the same time they're like, well, we're always going to be wondering, so let's just go. And they decide they're going to go cause a magnetar to collapse on purpose, and that it would be simply too big. And back in canonical world the professor's like yeah that is the good idea because my crappy <laughs> software absolutely will not be able to do this yeah mm-hmm. um i like a- amy a lot in this episode amy is like mm-hmm. the voice of science or skepticism yeah. here of like she's actually quite smart and quite um bringing up quite uh, good ideas so i like what they what they're doing with amy in this episode agreed and i, I don't know because we haven't gone all the way through yet but i know like Amy has a PhD in astrophysics or something. Right. <laughs> so, lest we forget that, that this is a very smart person. And a lot of the time she's just kind of relegated to being the dumb hot one. So hot one, yeah. nice, <laughs> nice to see her uh, getting a bit of like, I know stuff about quantum mechanics here. <laughs> yeah. So they are going to find out that they're simulations and that's where Bender's like, you swore a strip club oath. And then <laughs> I really liked this line. There'll be no hiding the truth when the universe starts glitching out like a big flaming ball of Microsoft Word. <laughs> yeah. What's your what's your most glitchy program that you use? Do you, do you have one that just like crashes all the time? I'd say probably Teams. <laughs> that's what I have to use for work. And I yeah. am using a pretty new computer. And already it's been like, completely frozen or like the entire computer has shut down because of things going wrong with teams like can't mute myself can't unmute myself it feels very glitchy mm-hmm. are you aware of cyberpunk 2077 the video game that doesn't sound as unfamiliar as it should cyberpunk <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's a game that came out like five years ago at this point maybe mm-hmm. uh I guess it was 2020. So yeah, uh, three years ago. And it was it was released like completely broken as many video games (laughs) do these these days. And it was just like, yeah, crashing all the time, completely like unable to render its environment. And they they just put out an update to it that like makes it playable. And everyone says like, oh, it's like actually an amazing game now, three years after it was released. Um, So I've been meaning to play that. But yes, the idea of uh, a constantly crashing world definitely reminded me of Cyberpunk. Yes. Wow. (laughs) I can't speak to this at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. All right. So Bender decides, and I don't get this because he doesn't do it, but anyway, Bender's like, well, I have to be the one to tell them. And so they're like, okay, well, since you're basically software in a greasy wad of aluminum foil, (laughs) we will put your brain into simulated Bender and then you'll take his place and he'll be pushed down one level. And that's where we get the line from the episode or the title of the episode. It's Bender's all the way down. And yes. it's a one-way trip, no chance of returning. And he's like, well, I didn't want to live in a world where I'm less real than everyone else anyway. And so he decides to go. But I really don't get it. It feels a bit flimsy, this part, to me. I agree. I think I really like this episode. But yeah, I think this certainly does not make a lot of sense. And then the like slowing down, but it's not slow for them thing at the end also does not make a lot of sense so in this final you know fourth of the episode i think the science and understanding of what actually is happening definitely kind of takes a backseat to the emotion that they're going for yeah agreed and so they reboot bender and they're or i guess they say like you'll either reboot or you'll die <laughs> and he's like saying a heartfelt goodbye to everyone and then he's like bye zoidberg which <laughs> <laughs> uh, i thought it was nice that he even said goodbye to him but yeah uh, that's pretty good yeah, and so everyone in the simulated universe is, say, is getting ready to watch the explosion, and they say, like, well, it wouldn't be any less beautiful 
if it wasn't real or like, would it be, uh, or if we weren't real, would it be any less beautiful? So it's interesting questions here that they're engaging with. I think I agree with you that it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. I think again, a little bit of stoner freshman attitude, but, but yeah, the sentiment of like, oh, it doesn't really matter if we're simulated or not all, everything that we're feeling is real. Everything that we are experiencing is real to us. So like, who cares at the end of the day? Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine this, this very podcast being simulated? What a, what a disaster of someone out there has programmed these very words coming out of my mouth and this decision to make a Futurama podcast. Honestly, you'd think they would have programmed it to be listened to more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we should tell the listeners, you sent a very funny text the other day that really made me laugh where it was like, I said that I had placed like a science spell on you or a hex for not responding to my text for four years. And so yeah. your punishment was that you would have to podcast with me for four years. <laughs> and then you said, it'll be a Simpsons podcast. That's good. But no one will listen to it. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The y'all of that monkey paw yes. on that tree of four. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it contains potassium benzoate or whatever. <laughs> All right. So where are we? Yeah. So the new Bender reboots and they're just outside of the explosion range of the Magnetar. And he tries to tell them about the simulation. And again, this is where I think it kind of falls apart because it's like, okay, why did he go? He's not even going to tell them anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. That You're right. I didn't, I didn't even catch that. I was I was more focused on the, the slowing down nonsense that's about to come up. But you're right. The yeah. Bender plot doesn't really make much sense here. Yeah, I agree. And so they, I think it's Leela says like, I don't think it makes a difference. And either way, the laws of the universe are, is this Leela or Fry? Maybe it's Fry. Um, I think, yeah, I say Fry. Yeah, he's like talking yeah. to Leela. Yeah, he says like the laws of the universe are beyond our control anyway. We just make the best of it. And I really like that sentiment of like, even if you knew, like you can't do anything about it anyway. So yeah. yeah. And then Fry says, I don't know what we're about to see, but I love you now and forever. And that much is real, even if we are not. And then that's where they come to that line we mentioned before of I feel, therefore I am. Yeah. Also, like the idea of the universe just like suddenly shutting down and just like that wouldn't be the worst way to go. You know, there are worse ways to go than just like blinking out of existence. Yes. <laughs> like even in the worst case scenario of this being a simulation and that being fragile, like we'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> All right. So they say like Bender has like this big moment of weeping where he's like, oh, my God, it doesn't matter if I'm not real. And then he's crying and the professor's like, "Ugh, that's robots for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so the processor is overloading back in the real world and it's like there's fire everywhere. (laughs) It's burning the place (laughs) down. They're going to stop the simulation. But Fry won't let them because Bender is in there and the building is going to go up in smoke. And he says, and I've got doomsday devices in every nook and cranny of this place. (laughs) Yeah, classic professor. Uh, Yeah. And so Bender wakes back up. And this is what you were alluding to of there's now apparently a higher level Bender and he's there to tell them something. And Zoidberg here, he's like, don't be rude, Professor. Bender's trying to tell us something. (laughs) Oh, what a good friend. Yeah, so this is, right, this is Bender in the you know, base universe or the the real universe has woken up with the yeah, implication of some higher universe bender has been sent into him. Yeah, that's right. And so the new bender is like, here's how you can change the processor and you won't need nearly as much power. And it turns out that he has underclocked the processor so that the simulation runs more slowly, infinitely slower than even bureaucrats slow. And they won't <laughs> notice the difference. And while they live at one second of their lives, years will pass by for us. Spy all you like. It's about to get very, very boring, but not for them. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about this resolution of like, the whole point is that like your, your 
existence is well so i I guess let's finish how the episode ends the episode ends with like the thing blowing up and the universe glitching out and all of them in the sub-universe presumably discovering that they are a sub-universe but it's happening in super slow motion and fry and leela are going to kiss and it's like a um very nice moment again i think that this is about as good as you could hope for with new futurama of like swinging for a moment like some of the other like iconic episode ending moments of sentimentality. I, I think they get pretty close. I think that I really like this ending, but I also think that it goes against the like thesis of the episode of like your perspective is your perspective. And like, right. it doesn't matter if you're in a sub universe or not. It's just like your experiences are all that matters. And so the idea yeah. of them going slow to our universe, but them going at real time in their universe is like, yes, yeah, but, but real time in their universe means that, you know, they're still going to be all fucked up. They're going to exactly. like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I had the same thought. Like the, this is the piece that I think doesn't work about the ending or I think the ending overall is really strong. But I think it's sort of, I'm very confused by it in a way because they're like, oh, they won't notice anything. But it's like, okay, so, but they are still going to find out that this is a simulation. And like, I had the thought at one point where I was like, oh, maybe they're moving so slowly that they can't see the glitching because that's happening fast. But they comment on it, I think. Like someone yeah. says something about the <laughs> pixels. So... I'm not really yeah. sure what we're supposed to get out of that, where it's like, okay, we've concluded within this simulation like, that we don't care if it's a simulation. All that matters is our feelings. And then it's like, oh, well, we, now we found out that it's a simulation. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's I don't like, know what they're trying to do. And it's like the upper level universe, the like, oh, we as gods, we can feel okay about ourselves because we're never going to experience them going through the turmoil of like understanding that they're a sub-universe because from our perspective they're going super slowly but it's like but who cares of you as gods like what we care about is the experience of the people in the smaller universe that are that are experiencing the thing in real time so again who knows if anything what we're saying makes sense at all right now (laughs) i hope people are able to follow but yeah like nice sentimental ending a little bit confusing in terms of the of what the is actually happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. So who are, I mean, the winners and losers of this episode, I, like I almost want to say like the losers are the simulated people because they found out. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Yeah, they found out they're like being exploded by a star. Real Bender or our universe Bender is in that, in that universe never to be seen again. I wonder if they'll ever make reference to the fact that we have like higher level Bender. Um, True, probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll give them losers and winners. Yeah. All of our people, all of our gods that are able to just live our live their lives with with no remorse for what they've done for their their universe. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the new season. We made it, Alex. What are we going to do next week? Well, do you want to do episode rankings for Ooh. this the season that we just finished? Yes, let's do that. Would you like to so, go first? <laughs> so we have 10 episodes, is that right? Yes, yes. But I can okay. tell you what they all are. I'll just read them out in order. Episode number one was called The Impossible Stream. That was Fry watching all the TV. Children of a Lesser Bug. That was Kiff and Amy and their babies, whatever, 10, 20 years later. Episode three was How the West Was 101, etc. That was the Wild West episode. Episode four was Parasites Regained. Speaks for itself a little bit. The Worms. Dune parody, etc. Episode five, mm-hmm. related items you viewed. That was the mom warehouse Amazon send up. Episode six was I know what you did next Xmas, the Christmas episode with time travel, etc. Episode seven, Rage Against the Vaccine. That was the whatever anger virus and voodoo in Louisiana. Zap gets canceled. <laughs> that was when Zap had to go to the training with the scary bad guy. 
Prince and the Product was the baffling series of ads. <laughs> and then all the way down is what we just talked about. Okay. Should we go back and forth from, from the bottom? I, I, so I have like four tiers of, of episodes where the episodes are kind of like interchangeable within the tiers, especially one of the tiers where it's just like, oh, this is just like a big bundle of average episodes. Are, are you, have you tiered off your episodes in a similar way or are you just having an order from 10 to one? I think I have an order from 10 to one. I feel like there's a clear like bottom half, top half. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll start with my bottom tier is two episodes. So number 10, I have the Prince and the Product baffling ad episode. Almost so interesting that it's above that it didn't come in last place, but overall very, very bad. And then number nine, I have the How how the West Was Won Western episode. I, I actually feel like, man, I really want to like this episode. Like I, I feel like the theme and the setting of the episode just makes me want to like it. But at the end of the day, I it was like so messy, so many different storylines going on, like so frustrating that I guess it's down here at nine. I think like you catch me on a good mood or if you have me not think about the episode too concretely, I would be like, oh yeah, that was fine. But for now, that's that's number nine. What were your bottom two? Yeah, that, very much the same where when you said, do I have tears? And I said, no, now I'm like, yeah, I actually kind of do. Where these two were like the clear nine and 10 for me where they were baffling episodes. Wes was one. I mean, I feel like we don't even need to spend time on the Prince of the Product, why it was yeah. bad. Everyone knows. But the Wild West episode should have been good, but they just tried to do too much for me. I remember thinking like, why is Roberto here? Like there's this whole thing with Hermes's son. Like anyway, yeah, it was just, they tried to do too much and it just did not work. Yeah. Okay. So we had the same in nine and 10. The next two of mine, I feel like you could make a tier of modern jokes of 2020 yes. humor. <laughs> We're going to get the same. I can tell. So I, so I think there are four episodes that could fall into this and that's Rage Against the Vaccine, Zap Gets Cancelled, related to items you viewed and impossible stream. All of these are like talking about modern things. I have, I think two of those were bad and, and those are the two in my, my next tier, my third tier. And then two of them, I think were better than have made it up into my second tier. So the two bad ones I have rage against the vaccine and zap gets canceled. Uh, So I have rage against the vaccine at eight and zap gets canceled at seven. Me too. Exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Do you have thoughts on, why why were those worse than the other two the other the impossible stream and related items you viewed yeah i think i think probably part of the problem is like you run a real risk when you try to do something that's so current that you lose any sort of timeless quality you're just leaning so hard on this is what's relevant right this second and so i think that that sort of compromises the quality of the jokes and it's a little bit like okay yeah we get it we see what you're doing just feels like you're being winked at very hard (laughs) what's going on here i think the zap gets canceled one i expected to be worse it was definitely funnier Mm -hmm. than i feared it would be versus the vaccine one i was like all right what are we what exactly are we doing here? Like all the stuff in New Orleans didn't really work, I don't think. And that was a lot of the comedy of the joke or of the episode. So I think if that doesn't work, then it's hard to come back from that. Yeah, I think I definitely echo all of that. I think both of these, I think, I guess, as a blanket statement about the season, it, it was better than I expected in that nothing was a disaster. So I think that there was like real opportunity for these to be like complete, terrible episodes. And I think neither of them are awful 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 yeah episodes Crazy. so that's something but yeah i think that these two are worse than the other 2020 jokey ones and i think the impossible stream is like not even that bad in terms of 2020 joking like it's about streaming i remember whatever. you really liked that one so i expect that one to be much higher for you 
Yeah. So are your next two the other are your next two the other 2020 jokes or what what do you have for the next two episodes for you? So next up I have the impossible stream. And that one really only there because I thought it was like a very average episode. <laughs> I know you liked mm-hmm. it a lot. I found it pretty forgettable. I don't really remember much about it. I thought it was like a perfectly fine, perfectly cromulent episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really feel like it was bad. I think it was like it belongs kind of right there in the middle in terms of quality for me where yeah it was good re-entry into the show and i would probably never watch it again (laughs) yeah i so i have this so my next block of episodes i have four episodes in this block which are all like kind of forgettable like average episodes nothing too bad about them i actually have the impossible stream at number three overall maybe it's because it was like the first episode of the new season so i was like kind of hyped about it but i think if you were to ask me to tell you facts about any of these episodes i think i would remember the most from impossible stream of like we're in the writer's room fry is like in the machine doing this like watching the episodes as fast as he can they start acting at 2x speed like all that stuff i felt very was very memorable and uh, yeah so i have that all the way up at number three wow all right great what was the other one you said was the was it the the other one was related to items you viewed where did that one fall for you that one, spoiler, I have all oh. the way number one. That was my favorite episode. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I have that at four mm-hmm. as a somewhat like, right, again, in kind of like the forgettable tier, but nothing that bad. What made it number one for you? What do you remember from it that really stuck out? I just remember it being funny. I felt like it was a send up that was done well. Like it wasn't too, like it was clearly it was about Amazon and I felt like it wasn't too over the top in terms of the references. I thought that it was appropriately timely where I think the zap gets canceled and the rage against the vaccine ones. It was like, okay, this is something that's like, you're going too hard with the current day jokes versus this is like, okay. Yeah. Like this is to me felt like an appropriate level of here is exactly what you're experiencing in your day to day life. Right. And it felt like, (laughs) I felt like they were going like just a little bit further enough. Whereas with the zap gets canceled, the vaccine ones, it was just like, this is just kind of like accurate. Like people were pissed about the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, like versus we get I, felt, yeah. I felt like related items you viewed was like pushing the envelope a little bit and being like, yeah, it's just going to like take over the entire world and yeah. encapsulate the universe. I, I did really like, so I have related items you viewed number four overall. So the top of this, this block. And yeah, I really liked the, the thing that was memorable about, about that episode to me was the solution of just like, well, it ex- it expanded so fast that now, like everything in the universe is inside of an Amazon warehouse, and so therefore, like it doesn't matter because there is like nothing different. I thought that was a clever solution to the the problem of the episode. Yeah, I guess the bottom of this second block. So number six, I had Children of a Lesser Bog, and number five, I had Par- Parasites Regained. I guess both of those are, it's interesting that that's kind of a block of itself of reference episodes or like continuity episodes of. Children of Lesser Bog is Kiff's kids, which is obviously a reference to something that happened in season two or whenever. And then Parasites is obviously a continuation of the Parasites episode. Yeah, the Dune stuff didn't really work for me. And then I couldn't remember like a single thing about Children of Lesser Bog other than the old witch woman. True. (laughs) I forgot about her. Yeah, I have. So you said you had those at six and five? Yeah, Bog at six and Parasites at five. Yeah, I have Bog at five and Parasites at three. I thought that 
lesser Bagua, I thought worked really well as far as like a sequel goes, especially being like, it's been 20 years since this episode. I thought that they did a good job to be like, oh, hey, why don't we come back to this? I thought that that was like a nice little nod to the fans. So I liked that. Mm -hmm. And then I, I felt like they did a good job with keeping the kids in throughout where it wasn't annoying to have them. They just kind of added an extra <laughs> little spice to the season. And then the Parasites regained, same thing. I think just like, like you said, like the Dune stuff was like, it's fine, but it's, it's not especially memorable. But I remember thinking that episode worked well like even if you hadn't seen dune it was like okay this is kind of a fun planet of the week thing it's fun to see these different creatures or whatever and i thought the premise worked pretty well and i remember it being pretty funny and the little i remember thing at the end with nibbler was very sweet that was that was good i think i think parasites regained is somewhat low for me because it is so reliant on Dune. I think I actually disagree with you of like it feeling like Planet of the Week. I think there's like a lot going on in that episode that's just like totally bizarre if you have no context about Dune whatsoever. And like even Zap gets canceled, Rage Against the Vaccine, which is obviously referencing real events and things outside the universe. I don't think it's as tough to follow as Parasites Regained if you have like no idea what Dune is. Yeah. So that, that's one of the reasons why I have it lower. It's just like so Dune heavy, which is, I think is rare for Futurama to be like such a reference. Yeah, agreed. All right. So what does that bring us to? Four? So I have two left. Well, so four for me was related to items you viewed and three was the impossible stream. What did you have for four and three? Four, I have, I know what you did next, Xmas. I thought it worked really well as a Christmas episode and I thought maybe it would be silly to have like another robot Santa episode, but <laughs> I thought it worked well. It was pretty funny, but good to see the Zoidberg bender pairing because we don't get to see that a lot. So yeah, I thought it was a it was a good one. I don't feel like I have that much to say specifically, but I remember thinking at the time, like, yeah, this worked well. It's a good episode. Yeah, that it's it's my number two. I thought it was good. I thought the like sci-fi of it was fun of time machine, the like uh, I know what you did last summer connection doesn't really work. That's a little bit bizarre or like unneeded in the episode. But other than that, I think, yeah, everything else is fun. I think they did a good job with Santa, except for that, that they nerfed Santa so hard. Like Santa <laughs> is no longer as menacing as he was. But yeah, I really like that one. So that's number two for me. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And then my number two, because at number three, I had the Parasites one. And then my number two is the one we just watched. So all the way down. I had that down one below initially. I was like, oh, it's probably like third. And then I was like, oh, it's definitely better than the Parasites episodes. I <laughs> say all the way down. I, I We discussed it just now in great detail. Just rewind 45 minutes to listen to everything <laughs> we just said about it. But I thought it worked really well as a season finale. Good episode. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I had number one. Maybe it's just because we just I just watched it and it's freshest in my mind but yeah i thought it was i thought it was really solid good season finale yeah yeah and that was probably confusing for people so just to run through my list again at number 10 i had prince in the product how the west was won the rage against the vaccine sap gets canceled impossible stream at number six children of a lesser bug at number five i know what you did next x mix at four parasites regained at three all the way down at two and then related items you viewed as my number one Yes, and mine, we were the exact same for 10 through 7. So Prince of the Product, yes. West, West was one, Vaccines, App gets canceled. And then my number six was Journal of Lesser Bog, five Parasites Regained, four Related Items You Viewed, three Impossible Stream, two I Know What You Did Next, Xmas, and number one all the way down. Nice. Yes, this is a good exercise. I like that we were prepared for it because I feel like normally I'm just <laughs> like, ah, and then I frantically try to do stuff. So that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. What should we do next week? 
Well, one of the things we had talked about doing, we had discussed, there's a list of the best episode from every season of The Simpsons. We had discussed doing that, doing a, Jeremy very cleverly suggested the title of doing The Simpsons Now and Then, which would be a yes. brief check-in on The Simpsons every now and then. Uh, yes, incredible, incredible uh, marketing. So yeah, yes. let's do, next week we'll do a Simpsons Now and Then. We, yeah, I saw there was an article that was ranking, or someone wrote an article that said this is the best episode from every season i think maybe we should pick our best favorite episode from every season or at least the seasons that we're familiar with and we can talk about it we'll see if jeremy wants to come on and also contribute to that so yeah little simpsons aside and then week after that we'll get back to where we were season three yeah so your season three episode nine our next episode will be the bird bot of ice catrans <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so yeah hope you don't mind a little simpsons diversion but I think we're getting a little bit tired of Futurama week after week, so it'll be fun to do something different. Yes, agreed. And just to shake things up a little bit, we had at one time talked about doing something to celebrate mid-season or end of season every time, and we haven't really done anything. Certainly have been very few Hugh Jackman interludes. So oh, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk some Simpsons next week. Yeah. Brant Steele is also on the table eventually. I definitely want to do the, the old Futurama Brant Steele. Yes, agreed. As soon as Mike becomes available to us, because they cannot be done without him. So. Yes. And yeah, and there's a million reality TV on right now. So difficult to schedule that. Yes, agreed. Incredible. All right. So with that, we will see you next week for The Simpsons Now and Then. Bye. Bye.